<laughs> Good morning, everyone. Good morning, recruiters. This morning, we've got the fabulous Russell Monday with us. Russell, would you like to introduce yourself to the Fabu team? Fabulous. I love that. Hi, my name's Russell Monday. Um, I've got 25 years recruitment experience, mainly in sort of tech and engineering. Um, and predominantly, the majority of that has been set in the starting up contract divisions that have gone on to be sort of global regional businesses, turning over sort of between 150 and 200,000 pounds a week. Um, and I also started a contract division a few years ago for a business which was turning over 1.2 million in its first year. So yeah, so 25 years experience, um, mainly tech and, and engineering. Recruiting. Okay, guys, so if you're not doing contract, how does an extra 1.2 million turnover sound to you? How does that, how does 150 grand a week? Well, yeah. <laughs> After the first year, but yes, that, that's the key. So that's what we're talking about today because the market we all know has changed. We've all pivoted, uh, looking at different things that we can do. And one of the key things I remember, I was a perm recruiter in 89, 90, the recession hit. We had two years pretty much without perm. Um, so we switched and temp and contract, that's where it was at. Uh, as soon as people got a little bit of confidence back about what was happening, uh, then yes, they want to recruit, but they don't necessarily want to recruit perm. So what, what do you think is going to happen over the next six months then with regards to the market in, in, in terms of contract, Russell? Well, you know, so I think that, you know, I think there's definitely going to be, you know, people are going to be worried about the future in the next six months, but there will be projects that they need to bring online to deliver revenue, but will they have the confidence to hire a permanent hire and commit to that long term? Um, financial commitment um, and you know I think being able to talk about contract interim or, or, or temp is a really good way of maybe giving them other solutions in terms of rather than strapping themselves to those long-term commitments so I think that it's a really good way of, of, of introducing contracts to businesses. Definitely definitely so if you are a perm recruiter um, and you haven't done contract before. What what sort of the, the key differences, really, I suppose, with regards to permanent contract, having done both yourself? Okay, well, in it, it depends. Is that to a client or is that just generally? I mean, because, yeah. Yeah, because, right. both sides. Let's start with the, with the consultant. Okay, so um, number one, contract is very, it's, it's very focused on trying to understand clients' business and why they would hire contractors into the business and when they hired them and and what would it you know and, and what projects they've got coming up it's all about sort of understanding um you know their business and why they would bring temps in um you know very much from a client point of view um obviously from a candidate point of view you know candidates are much more they need a job now potentially so they're a little bit more fast-paced a little bit more what have you got rather than making that investment into their careers so it's yeah getting to the point of what do they want i think that's that's a key thing here to to as, as a, a takeaway for today one one of the things is those people that just wanted permanent weren't interested in contract weren't interested in temp in any way shape or form go revisit them because <laughs> their yeah. life has changed drastically and when those things happen people will consider 
And it's a great way of actually getting into a business, proving yourself. And my experience was that people might be there for three months, six months. And then once the company is stable again and knows what it's doing, they get a permanent job through it anyway. And they already know they want to live, work there. Uh, so it's, it's a great win-win, I think, for both. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think there'll be a lot of people that are out of work and maybe have never considered contract because of that that lack of security but they're probably going to feel there's a lack of security now so there's probably going to be some very very good first-time contractors out there and i think it'd be a good idea to actually think about maybe talk to me or, or angela about you know the sort of questions you can ask them about how they feel about contract and and what they know about contract etc I think that's a good point here, guys. If you want to put in the sidebar or if you're on um, LinkedIn with us this morning, if you want to put in the comments there, if you've got any questions or queries, Russell's here at the moment. He will be joining us uh, next month with a new contracts course. So I believe 20, 27th of July, I think we said, that yeah. uh, we're going to actually start an eight-week contracts course because we know this is needed. We've got Alan starting his retainer on the 6th because we know we want to get some money up front. Uh, and, but we also want to make sure that you uh, have that opportunity to take advantage of the contract market. So either if you've done it before and want, want some refreshers or if you've not done it and you're a little bit hesitant. So there's different ways that you can approach the contract market. I know my initial, uh, when we started doing it, we were hesitant about all the rates and and the de and how that would work. So actually what we did, we just divided <laughs> the year perm fee uh, by however many months they wanted them for. So if it was a three month contract, they got a quarter of the perm fee and then we invoiced that on a quarterly basis. So they, they still took them on themselves. What about if they're worried about or margins, markups, things like that? Um, yeah, I mean, look, that's really easy. I would say reach out to me. The first thing you need to do is you need to think about the markets that you want to do. So start to look at the current sort of permanent roles that you place and seeing if there's a contract market there. And if there is, then really you just need to set yourself a little goal of saying, I'm going to speak to 10 candidates in this skill set and i'm going to 10 contract candidates and i'm going to just do a bit of a recce and find out what these people are earning are they earning an hourly rate are they earning a day rate and try and get some sort of trends and some consistency about what these people earn and then you can work out what you would need to charge your client by putting a margin on top of that that's the best way of, of really going and sort of doing a bit of a recce on what these people earn and of course that would have changed wouldn't it this year there would have been differences in, in pays and charge rates so actually doing the research now is the perfect time because we're sort of at that point now we're about to open up again uh, end of next week and fingers crossed it'll all <laughs> take off again and we'll all be moving uh moving forwards so what about if um if you think about you're running a contracts desk then you want to put a contracts desk in what's going to be really important for you to focus on at this point so, um, I mean, I, I spoke about this yesterday. If you've, if you've done all your research and you, you know your market and you know what you want to target, then it's really, really important that you go out and start speaking to contractors and starting to map your market, starting to find out where contractors have worked, where they're working now, and try and find out the managers and the list of managers and clients that you know hire contractors. So once you've decided on what your market is and what you want to do and there's a market there, then it's really a case of finding those middle managers to find out the people that do hire um, and then go and get sort of a portfolio of those managers and those clients that you know of hired contractors. So really speak to candidates and really find out where they've worked before and who they've reported to by making friends with them and then you can start having a target list of managers that you know have spent money on contract. 
And, and just to reference, you're saying you, you talked about this yesterday, and I can see Tracy said hello again, Russell, because she was yeah. a webinar yesterday. This was a webinar with team, is that right? It was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. So any, any team members on here, if you missed that, uh, then obviously make sure you go back and uh, access that as well. Uh, what about contract recruiters? So we talked about people sort of starting up and, and having the confidence to go yeah contract market need to get into yeah. that let's actually put some effort into it so they can start doing the research now they can start talking to candidates about it start talking to their existing clients about it yeah, completely. and if you still want a lot of help then your eight-week course fantastic and we'll be putting the link to um that that's going to all be set up next week looking forward to that but what about um if you've already got contract and perm how can the contract team be working with the perm team at the moment? Because they quite often keep themselves separate, but we need them. You know that, that's a really good point. And I always said to my contract consultants that the permanent person was probably worth £25,000 a year to you. So it's absolutely <laughs> critical that you have a really strong relationship with them and you cross-sell each other. And obviously, most perm markets, they struggle to get candidates. So I always said to my contract guys, always look out for candidates for those guys. And then what I would do is obviously get the permanent guys to look out for contracts. So just be cross-selling and asking questions like, you know, how do you feel about a contractor instead of a permanent person for this position? When would it be critical if we don't find a permanent person that you would consider a contractor? You yeah. know, so think about some questions that the perm guys can cross-sell because although the perm guys may feel they're losing out on a permanent fee, if they're struggling to fill a permanent job, then another agency is going to sell them the contract option. So you're better off doing that in-house than, than running the risk of someone doing it externally. So it's really thinking about two or three, four questions that the permanent consultant can ask the manager regarding contract, but also on the same side, um, making sure that the contract consultant can also be looking out for perm, uh, potentially perm candidates as well. Fantastic. So we're getting them working together, looking out for both candidates and clients. Yeah, the, the candidate bit is, is really important as well, that they're identifying those people that said they wanted perm, but actually now, yeah, I would consider a contract. Yeah. So go back through all those live candidates that you've been working with and see where their situation is. So you can start building that pool of really good candidates. Uh, that, yeah, yeah, and I think about incentivizing, you know, if a permanent person finds a contract role or, or gets a contract lead, then it's just really about incentivizing, you know, rather than asking them to do the right things, which is great, but it's actually maybe incentivizing them as well and then monitoring and measuring that because people don't actually do it unless people really buy into it. So it's really important you think about how you're going to monitor, measure and incentivize people to do that. Yeah, I think th this is one of the key things, isn't it? Yeah, I think you mentioned in a downturn market about making sure that you've got that consistency. So what, what else should the contractor be focusing on while we are at this downturn, ready for the up? Do you know, I went from sort of 350 contractors of £100 a day profit per contractor of nearly £200,000 a week down to 60 contractors. And and I realised that the volume of the market wasn't there. So it was really a case of looking at being really focused and structured and 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 putting processes in place so just an example of things that you can do is what we did is we put every single end date of a contractor because some contractors didn't want to extend so you could try and backfill their role you know you're trying to sell people back into opportunities where they've worked there before so it's looking at all these small little details and once you add all those details up i hate the same marginal gains but if you've got four or five detailed yeah. processes in place 
then that marginal gain becomes 10%. And that's an extra 10% you're getting from the market that you wouldn't have got if you didn't do these things. So it's about process structure, follow up consistency and looking at those little wins that you can be doing every day to maximize finding a needle in a haystack in, in theory. And actually, the, the little wins are great at the moment, aren't they? We're actually feeling like really big wins. We've had people on um, the stand up saying, I've got a job today or I've got an interview. This was a, quite a few weeks ago. We, we're moving on now. But actually, it was a really big win <laughs> at that point, yeah. And it felt great. And you're right. Processes tend to when, when we've got great markets and we've had good markets for a good sort of eight years since we came out of the GFC. Um, the little bits get dropped off or they're not as important, are they? Or that, or that sort of uh, crossing the T's and dotting the I's. You know, now, sorry, I, think, I think, sorry to interrupt, I think there's a bit of a misconception that if you're a contract consultant, you fly by the seat of your pants. And there's an element of truth in the speed of what we do, but actually a consistent contract consultant has got processes. Or, you know, I had a, you know, I, I still do this. I, I have a, a, a hot list of candidates that are in contracts that tell me what's happening externally, tell me what's happening internally where they're working. You know, it's constantly having those processes and people in place that allows you to constantly know what's going on or what's coming up. And, and, and I think there's this misconception that we fly by the seat of our pants, which is not the case, because the ones that do fly by the seat of their pants, the ones that normally, they're normally the ones that are inconsistent and burn out. So in an upturn market or a downturn market, you still need to have those processes and those consistent ways of working in place. But I'm more importantly in the downturn market. I'm loving that you said that because uh, I'm, I'm a process person. I'm a best practice person. And uh, that CRM had to be up to date. <laughs> there had to be all yeah. in there. And that's what makes the uh, makes it easier to control, isn't it? You yeah. know what on you've got your plan uh you know who you're contacting and you've got a focus for the week okay so we're looking at the time with a couple of minutes left so i want to pull together some of the things and then finish with one, one great question to uh, help people think about what they're going to do so we want to make sure uh that we've got processes that we've got follow-up we want the perm and the and the contract team working together if you've got both if you've only done perm and you really need to consider contract uh then start talking to your candidates start talking to your clients about when they would potentially consider that but let's finish with three great questions then if you're a, you're you're a, a perm consultant and yeah. you're or rather your clients predominantly do perm they haven't done contract before what would be three great questions that you could ask your clients and they could start doing that today do you know something i think people you assume they don't hire contractors so even if they're clients you're working with i would ask questions like you know how many contractors do you currently have in the team you know be assumptive don't say do you or have you because it's normally a default a lot of the time contract or temp or interim unless it's seasonal for certain markets but generally it's a bit of a default. So I would ask, you know, how many contractors do you currently have in the team or in the business? So the wider context of the business, um, when was the last time you hired an interim, a contractor or a temp into the business? Um, and why does the business or why has the business brought temps into the business in the past? I mean, I've got a list of about 10 questions here, to be honest. But I think a really, a really good starting point is just to be assumptive. You know, how many contractors have you got on site? When was the last time you hired interim contract or temp? Um, and, you know, who else in the business would bring temps in or, or contractors? Um, so just really assumptive and open questions would be a good starting point. 
Great. Okay. Well, hopefully we're going to we're going to get people going out there, talking to their clients, talking to candidates, finding out that there's that potential in the next quarter and the next two quarters to really take advantage of some contract market. So look out for uh, Russell's course that'll be starting in about four weeks time. Uh, tomorrow morning, we've got Alex and Claire back. <laughs> we're sort of calling it Alex's regular um, own own therapy session where he talks to Claire about mental health and well-being but there's usually something that's happened in the week that Claire then talks him through and works him through with that we've had a really busy week uh, in the gym Russell's going to be uh, obviously spending a lot more time with us you'll see on the stand-up uh, that we've got the new face on there so feel free in the gym to ask us questions I was a bit shorter then guys I've gelled it back I'm just about containing it at the moment it's the lockdown hair, isn't it? We're all going to remember that. Yeah, those roots are quite impressive now. Uh, so we want, want to make sure, obviously, you get access to uh, all our coaches. If you've got questions or queries next week, we're going to start moving over to the new gym. So we're excited about that. Uh, and we'll still be utilising Crowdcast within that. So it shouldn't change too much for you here on the stand up. We look forward to seeing you there. All right. And then the last one to finish the weekend tomorrow. It's Friday. It's five to five. And it's, are you old enough, Russell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. Old enough to remember Cracker Jack. <laughs> exactly. So uh, start the weekend with the last Crips and Clark is starting at five to five uh, tomorrow. So we're going to be doing a bit of reflecting on uh, moving, move blast from the past. And obviously Cracker Jack was a big part of my childhood. Brilliant. All right. Thanks ever so much, Russell. That's fantastic. Uh, look forward to in the gym here and uh, have a great day everyone it's a hot one it's really hot enjoy it don't get burnt all right see you soon bye bye